0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Welcome to the Stolen Goodbyes podcast with me, Karen Rice. This podcast is being recorded remotely due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Today, I'm joined by Michelle Rumble, who lost her mother, Violet, to COVID-19 on April the 9th this year. She was 78 years old. Welcome, Michelle. Hi. Thanks for joining me. I would just like to start by asking you what Violet was like as a person and also as a mother. Just a loving, loving, selfless, generous. She was all
0: for everybody else and not herself. She'd put everybody else first before herself, especially her children. And then, obviously, when her grandchildren come along and her great grandchildren, she was just well made up. You know, she's just a loving, caring person. that you couldn't say anything bad about my mum. Nobody would ever say anything bad about my mum. She had nothing bad to say about anybody. She was just
1: a lovely, lovely person. And um, what do you miss about her most on a daily basis?
0: Well, I used to see her every Saturday. Before, Obviously, before this come about, she'd come to me every Saturday. She'd be with me every Saturday all through the day. You know, we'd have our little chats and we'd plan our little day trips down to the seaside. Because we used to just sort of like just get off and go in a train me and my sisters and my mum would just off go, off to the, do you know what I mean? Just to any seaside, just for the day, we'd go to. Well, we've been to quite a few, you know, backwards and forwards and that. And
1: yeah, she's just. What well, What were some of your best trips with your mum? Oh well, I
0: think her best trip, if I'm perfectly honest, was her cruise around the Caribbean with my sister. <laughs> she absolutely loved that. Absolutely loved that. She did. She loved holidays. She loved, even from when she was a child. But now we've sort of like looked back in all her pictures from when she was little. She was always at the seaside. She's always got sand under her feet. Literally in every picture that we see of her, she was always at the seaside. She just she loved any seaside. It didn't matter which one she went to, but she loved all of it. She'd just sit there, watch the waves, watch the sea. You know, have her fish and chips by the seaside. It was just. That's what she just loved doing. Any, anywhere, she'd go to any of them.
1: Your favourite trip with her? Oh, well, I took her to Fort
0: Ventura many years ago as well, you know. She loved that. We stayed in the villa. We had our own pool and everything. She'd be up before everybody else, having her, dipping her toes in the pool and having a having little splash in the pool before anybody else woke up, you know. She just, yeah, she did. She just loved her holidays, you know. Obviously, when she retired, we were hoping to take her on more holidays.
1: Tell me a little bit about her life, um, what she worked at, um, your father. Well, she was,
0: growing up, she'd done many jobs, obviously, before she had us. And then she became, obviously, a mum and obviously with four girls. Obviously, she was literally a housewife for quite a few years. And then she worked as an NHS cleaner. She worked at our local hospital and cleaned there for many, many years, cleaning the nurses' quarters, the children's ward, you know. And, um, yeah, at one point she actually lived on the hospital because she was also allocated rooms to the families that come in with children that were been in accidents or severely burnt, so she would literally be on call and access the rooms from so they could literally have somewhere to sleep overnight while they were wanting to stay near their children.
1: Was that important to her?
0: Oh, yes, yeah, she loved her job. She loved her job.
1: What did she like about it?
0: I, I think obviously the people you know communicating.
1: How did your mum make your life better?
0: My life wouldn't be this well. My life isn't the same without my mum.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: like, it's just quite hard. Yeah, she just she's just a very very special lady. She loved everybody,
1: and there's just a massive hole now. It's very hard.
0: But it makes it so much worse because she wasn't... Even though she worked in a hospital, which is quite ironic, but she had a fear of dying. And that that was her ultimate fear, was dying. And she never actually liked staying in hospitals. And she didn't have to. Like She was a very, very well woman, and she didn't like staying in hospitals. And she'd only stayed in hospital last year when she had her hip replaced and she was in and out in a couple of days and yeah even though she worked in hospital she didn't like staying in them and yeah her ultimate fear was
1: dying and what would she say about that
0: she didn't want to die she didn't want to die when this came about when this actually came in and it was all over the news and everything else she went oh I don't want that I don't want that you know I don't want that and then what happened? She gets taken into hospital on the Wednesday, and that was the last time we saw her.
1: So tell, can you describe for me, you know, how she felt ill? What happened?
0: I, it's, it's just crazy. I just, I don't know how it... It's like one day she was fine. She got a bit sleepy one day. N- no symptoms. When I say no I mean no symptoms. No cough, no temperature. And then I phoned her. She wasn't great the day before. And I'd say two days before, she wasn't fantastic. My niece that lived there with her phoned 111 and they just said, uh, just self-isolate. They spoke to my mum, they told her to self-isolate. And then my niece phoned again on the Tuesday because I said to my mum, you don't look great, mum. And she said, no, 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 I'm fine. And 111 uh, got on the phone and they said again, self-isolate, you know, just stay at home, self-isolate. When I phoned my mum on the Wednesday morning, she couldn't breathe. Literally, it was that quick. She just couldn't breathe. Like she was really struggling for breath. At first, she rung one one one. Then she went, no, "No, no, I'm not doing that." She rung nine nine nine, and the ambulance came. And the ambulance fella said, um, has "She got a problem with her heart." And she didn't. She had no problems. No, no health problems. My mom was a teetotal, non-smoker. You know, she was. She walked everywhere. She never drove. She walked everywhere, and she literally couldn't breathe and the ambulance driver said she's got a problem with her heart and we said no no problems with her heart you know she's never been ill she's only had surgery last year she had a full blood count done um in the february so all all her blood uh, that was all fine and he said don't worry don't worry we'll look after her we'll look after her and she got taken to hospital at one o'clock my sister got, got a phone call to say um Oh, she's not well. We're going to put her on CPAP. And um, sorry, what
1: does that mean? CPAP. Oh, oxygen mask. You know, okay. one of them.
0: You know, they they actually give them to people. You know, I believe that they give them to people. You know, like when they um they snore so badly during the night and they literally stop breathing. Yes. I'm I'm sure it's a similar thing to that. If I'm if I'm honest, and they said that, and they just said, I'm sure they said that they um would not resuscitate her. And that was the last phone call we got. They didn't call us back. Um, my daughter rang at half eight, nine o'clock in the evening, and they said, oh, we just, we thought, what? Well, no, no, we're just going to, they're busy, busy people. We don't want to interfere with them. You know, they're doing a fantastic job. And my daughter phoned at nine o'clock, and they went, no, 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 she's comfortable, and you won't have no more news until tomorrow afternoon when the doctors have done their rounds. But that was it. She died at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. How awful. On her own. On her own. They they, they tried to say they refused to say a medical record at first. For what reason, I don't know. And then when I've looked at them, and now I'm not medically trained, but um, I don't know how you only check on somebody in a high dependency unit every two hours. Because if you're checking on somebody every half an hour, every hour, you need to monitor that and put that down on the paperwork. There's nothing. It, it, it's, it's quite scary how there's actually hardly any notes on my mum, if I'm honest.
1: How often were they monitoring her? or you just don't know. Every two hours.
0: Now, when she was down in A&E, they were checking her every half an hour, and when 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 they said to my sister that they wouldn't resuscitate her, I phoned up and I said, "You can't do that. That's against the law." And they said, "Oh, she's she's quite she's quite ill," and I said, "Yeah, but my mum's a fighter. She just she won't give in. She is a fighter. She won't give in." And that's the last phone call. And like, I gave them my number. I never even got a phone call. So it's quite frustrating when you see people say or oh, they allowed us in for the last hour, or we got a video call, or even a phone call. And when they said to my sister at five o'clock in the morning, somebody can come up, she's got a couple of hours left. But my sister said, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. She actually phoned me and she said, look, oh, we've, we've got the option. And I said, no, 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 you go, you go, go, go now. And so she said, right, I'm coming. And she would phoned the hospital back and said, I'm on my way. This was within minutes. And the nurse said to her, she said, oh, hang on a minute. Let me go and check. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. She's already gone. How can you go from she's got a couple of hours left to within minutes, she's gone. How awful. I I truly believe when I've looked at my mum's medical records, that my mum had already passed when they'd phoned us and because they weren't doing the checks that they should have done they didn't actually realize that my mum had actually passed until she'd already gone so then they phoned my sister like my sister pleaded with them please 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 you know like give her more oxygen and they went Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, my sister was on the phone to her the whole time. She walked over she went, I'm so sorry she's gone. How, how, how can you go, oh, she's got a couple of hours left. I I truly believe they thought we would be, man, that's okay, we're not coming up, or I don't know. I, I don't know what they was going on in their head that they thought we didn't want to be with our mum. And yet, how can you go from a couple of hours to, oh, I'm sorry, it's minutes, to, oh, sorry, she's already dead. I do and so it's really, when you see on the news and they go, oh, oh, we were allowed to speak to them before they passed. And we had a video call. We had nothing. The last time I saw my mum was Wednesday morning being put into an ambulance. And... And nothing. And I just... I... I truly believed, I I really wanted to believe, and this sounds crazy, that my mum hadn't gone. I don't feel sometimes I actually forget, even though I've got her ashes here, and I just think she's on holiday or she's going to come back soon. You know, because obviously she wouldn't take her phone with her when she was cruising with my sister. And uh, I just... My friend actually done my mum's funeral and... For two and a half weeks I truly believed that my mum hadn't gone because we've not been able to say goodbye. And it's the the pain of her dying on her own. I know how frightened she was that we weren't there to protect her. It's just <sighs> That 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 is gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. It, my mum, my her ultimate fear, her ultimate fear of dying alone. And she died on her own. It. I just. I, they tried to say a nurse was with her. How can a nurse be with her and say she's got a couple of hours and she's already gone? And then the notes. Don't say that anybody was with her, you know? They don't tally up. There's so many errors on there. It's it's just, that's just, this, this is the worst thing, the pain that my family's got to go through is knowing how lovely our mum was. We knew what her thoughts were. She, I don't think she had any final wishes. She never spoke to none of us, none of us, not one of us from that morning when she
1: left nothing what do you want to happen now michelle i i i, I want i want i want justice for my mum
0: somebody needs to explain what happened why you you hear on the news of all these and it and i think it's fantastic you know that you've got some families out there that are getting all that treatment my mum had 19 hours 19 hours they didn't give her a chance and one on one of the pieces of paper it says if her abg doesn't improve palliative care not once were we told that my mum was dying we wasn't told she was dying you know we weren't in a conversation of i'm really sorry but we don't think your mum's gonna last the night we we made a phone call that evening How can, if if you're all working in them hospitals and you know how them patients are, how can you say you're not going to get nothing more until two o'clock the next day? How can it be two o'clock the next day and then you've got, they they put palliative care on my mum's notes. They actually put a DNR on my mum without us knowing. We wouldn't have accepted that. My mum would not have signed that. And I actually got told that my mum signed that for um, two and a half weeks. No, 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 there's a signature on here. There's definitely a signature on here.
1: Is her signature there? No.
0: There's no signature. And I said I said to the medical examiner, I said, there is no way my mum has signed that. I know my mum's signature. I know my mum's signature. My mum's signature will not be on there. And he said, oh, I can tell you Mrs. Rumble, that there is a signature on here. I don't know what your mother's signature is, but there is a signature on here. Well, I'm terribly sorry, but my mum's signature isn't on there. I knew it wouldn't be on there. She would have never. She wanted to live. Obviously, nobody lives forever, but my mum had so much more. My mum could have lived easily for another 20 years. You know, this is a woman here that doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, walked everywhere in her life, you know? The only hiccup she had was having to have a hip replaced. But for a woman that had her hip replaced done all her physio and everything else, and was still coming to me every Saturday, would get on that bus and come to me every Saturday. I didn't pick her up. She didn't come down in a cab. She got her bus down and walked to me every Saturday. This is not an ill woman. But she's gone into I just truly believe I just I don't understand how can they pick and choose who they choose to look after. You only hear on the news this morning a hundred days in hospital, kidney dialysis, these injections, them injections, this, that and the other. Nothing. Nothing. I, I want justice for my mum. I don't know how you can decide who who gets the right to play God. I just Which... I just
1: which hospital was it, uh, Michelle? North Northwick Park. Okay. Could I ask you what what happened after your mum passed? There was there was a funeral
0: four weeks after my mum passed. Yeah, we did have a funeral. It's a small funeral, just her children and her grandchildren.
1: And how how did that work? Was it socially distanced? Socially
0: distanced, yeah. Obviously, we had to travel because we went to a crematorium that actually seated 150 people. We had 19 people there. So obviously, there was, obviously, my family, you didn't need to social distance that much because obviously, my family that was there, we could all stand together because we all lived together. So then you have my sisters that all lived together could stand together, so there wasn't much social distancing, the only social distancing was my auntie and uncle that stood at the back, and my other uncle, who was um, her older brother, obviously he couldn't attend, because obviously his age, so he couldn't go to his own sister's
1: funeral. That wasn't the funeral that you had envisaged for your mother? No,
0: no, 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 not the flowers, not anything. No, we had done the best that we could, for how we could do it for her. But it, but it wasn't great. And uh, yes, yeah. they, they, the hospital lost my mum's gold chain. I actually, at one point, I don't even think they remembered where she was. How do you mean? Well, w- when she died, and on the Thursday, and then obviously it was the Easter weekend, so everything was pretty much shut. Even with this and so it was on the Monday that we started making phone calls and we queried because they said my mum had COVID lungs, but the tests that they done on her actually come back negative. And um, so we queried that, and we did query it for for weeks because I said do another test. No, 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 we're not doing another test. It's it's definitely COVID lungs. I've I've actually got the uh, the the CD of of the X rays that um yeah they don't look great. I'm gonna be honest. No, 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 they don't look great. Like I did say they, they chose not to do another test. When my mum died, I believed that she was in the hospital mortuary. When we phoned up and asked, they then I then got told that she was in some pop-up mortuary in Wembley. Then, obviously, where the discussions were going backwards and forwards with the death certificate, then she'd been moved again to another pop-up mortuary, and it was only in the, the final couple of days. Of when we, we, when they actually released her body to the funeral directors, that she was actually brought back to the hospital because I think at that point they were going to do another test, and then they decided against that. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. I don't. What, what sort of yeah. test? would another COVID
1: test after she'd passed?
0: Yeah, but to my knowledge, I, I don't. I, I don't, to my knowledge, they didn't do one. On her paperwork that we've got, it said that she'd actually had the test. Obviously, the result hadn't come back until after she had died.
1: And the test result? Was negative. It was negative. That doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No.
0: So um, I did. I, I, I asked and I asked and I asked. And then when we got my mum's paperwork, there's a bereavement booklet of how many times you've spoke to the bereavement office. Well, if I say to you that I could have easily spoken to them 50 times, easily. I'd logged every phone call, every person I'd spoke to, yet we were given a bereavement booklet with not even a date on it. It's empty. It's empty. There's not, there's not even a dot on the paperwork to say that they'd actually spoken to us.
1: Nothing. What, was, what was the purpose of giving it to you?
0: I, I, I honestly, t- 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 I honestly, we are actually still waiting for a meeting with the hospital, whether it's done through Zoom or socially distancing in, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know, but we are still waiting. Yeah, we haven't heard anything back yet. It, it, okay. At first, when they sent my mum's medical files, they'd sent it all apart from her observations that they do on her throughout the day and night. They were missing. Um, and so I phoned up and I queried that again and he went oh I'm so so sorry we've left them out they then got sent separately now for a hospital that has been dealing with a family as often as what they dealt with us they then sent my mum's medical files out to my sister with a different surname I don't know how you could get her name wrong when my sister was actually in correspondence with the chief executive at one point, she'd actually gone into a, a, a telephone meeting. There was the chief executive, the medical examiner, my sister. They knew who my sister was. They knew her full name. Yet, how can you put a wrong name on somebody's medical notes? And luckily enough, they actually got delivered to the right address,
1: but it's the wrong name on there. Can I ask you what keeps you awake at night? Um knowing that she died on her own, that she was on her own.
0: And that, I I feel so guilty now, sending her to a hospital that just allowed her to die. There's so much, there's so much, there's so much, that if I could turn the clock back, I would change so many things. I would have sat with my mum, and I wouldn't have cared if I'd have gotten COVID, but for her not to have died on her own, I don't understand why they kept her if they knew she was dying. They knew she lived with my other sister. So there was a chance that my other sister w- would have had it. The people in that house would have had it. My my mum lived with two of my sisters. So what? why keep somebody in a hospital and allow her to die in pain <laughs> and, and and not let her be with her family. Uh, this is what goes over and over in my head that if I could turn the clock back, we would have just sat there with our mum. You know, if, I, if I'd have thought that they weren't going to save her, I would have kept her at home. And, and, that, and that, and that, and they can't take that, that. We've had nothing yet, so nobody can tell me. Uh, I've seen the notes. She was on her own and that. I I won't get that vision out of my head. Like, was my mum struggling to breathe? Were they just... Well, I know they were taking no notice. I, I, I do know for a fact they were taking no notice. Purely for the fact is... Two and a half weeks down the line, my sister got a phone call to say, would you like to come and collect the jewellery? And she said, well, where do I come and collect this jewellery from? Now, you've got to remember, my mum died in the peak of this pandemic. And uh, she said, Oh, you can just come to the ward. Hang on. You wouldn't let us be with our mum. No phone call, no video call, no nobody on that Wednesday evening said she's struggling. Would you like to come up? Oh, but hang on, we've got the jewelry and my sister was just and i so then I phoned them back, and I said, "What do you mean you've got my mum's jewelry? How do we come to a ward that you wouldn't allow us to come to? It's a covid hospital, basically you've had so many deaths, but then all of a sudden we're allowed to just walk through the corridors now, are we?" I said, where's all my mum's jewellery then? And she said, oh, a couple of the nurses were sorting it out last night. How have you got time to sort out people's belongings when you're meant to be looking after patients? But when I've got my mum's medical notes, clearly they were too busy sorting out people's belongings and not actually looking after the patients because they clearly didn't look after my mum.
1: I just... It's just, oh, yeah. How do you think the government has handled the pandemic? I don't think they've handled it at all. At all. We didn't
0: lock down quick enough. I, I truly believe that this was over here a lot longer, you know? That ha- how can Cambridge University do a case study that COVID lungs look like pneumonia lungs back in November 2019? you know that they knew that was here you know they didn't protect their vulnerable at all at all they didn't they didn't protect my mum nothing was put in place you know i i, I and 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 this unlock I, I, i'm sorry i just are they just trying to kill off even more people i just yeah just they haven't done enough, they haven't done enough and and yeah they they haven't in in any shape or form whatsoever i just i, I, I they haven't
1: what's the one thing you wish that people understood?
0: I don't think anybody understands how like
1: my niece uh
0: she lost her mum and and I said, I never felt so much pain in all my life. Like I lost my dad. Um, we lost our dad nineteen years ago to pneumonia. And I, I, don't get us wrong. I loved my dad, and I loved him with all my heart as well. But losing my mum and and losing my mum to this, where us as a family couldn't spend time together, we couldn't give her the send off that we wanted, we couldn't be with her. It's just made everything a hundred times worse. And it's, made me feel a hundred times worse but I, when I grieved my dad I was with my dad when he died you know I, I still try and think now is my mum somewhere in a hospital I know this sounds really silly <laughs> but it is she, like is my mum still out there somewhere I don't know I never got to say goodbye I never saw her I never saw her in her coffin i i i don't know i that's 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 what plays in my mind. I know that sounds stupid and but it's uh,
1: i don't know what's the most important message you want to share with the world this This should never have got
0: out they there should have been more things put in place i just i i just i don't know i just you've got some countries out there that shut down straight away that have had hardly any deaths. How is we as a country here? I know we need an economy, and I know we need this, but so did them other countries, and they took that chance, and they shut down. They didn't have so many deaths. Why? 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 Why is is there still so many deaths? And it's not got less. There were still 155 deaths recorded yesterday. That's that's not one. That's not two. That's one hundred and fifty-five deaths. That's it's it's not good enough. Uh, uh, in this day and age, how how can this be? In this day and age, how can this world with the technology that we've got? How has this happened?
1: How? Thank you, I, I, Thank you for sharing I, that with us. I know that that was was painful.
0: It is. It's it's every day, every day, every day. I I go to sleep crying. And if I fall asleep, which is not for long, I wake up, the guilt of letting my mum go in that ambulance on her own. That will haunt me for the rest of my life. I just, I just wish they treated everybody the same. I just wish everybody got the same treatment. And, and some families out there have been treated fantastically. And that's great. And that is great. And, and some families have been in hospital for days and, days and days and days and days and actually come out the other side. And that's fantastic. And that is fantastic. But I just think they should have treated everybody the same. Why have you built all these hospitals and they've not been used to their full capacity? You know, the Nightingale Hospital... That, that didn't get used to its full capacity, you know. They just, they they've picked and choose who they wanted to help. And they've killed off literally a whole generation. You can clearly see that on that, that memorial site. They have clearly killed off a whole generation. I just, I find it shocking. I just, my mum shouldn't have died. She shouldn't have died. But I don't it's not fair how she died either. She should have been with us. And we wasn't given that opportunity, but two and a half weeks later we can go to that same hospital that have got COVID people on that ward. How does that make sense?